the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Every little child is a miracle from God. And that's what the Bible tells us in Psalm 139. It's God who, who gives us children. And when it comes to the life of Jacob, well, God provides him with a great amount of children. Welcome to today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely, the ministry of Church of the Highlands right here in San Bruno. We are back in the book of Genesis, looking at the birth wars. Leah, Rachel, going at it to see who can provide as many children as possible for their husband, Jacob. For the details, once again, Pastor Layton with this edition of Study Verse by Verse. Rachel begged Leah, please give me some of your son's mandrakes. But Leah angrily replied, wasn't it enough that you stole my husband? Now will you steal my son's mandrakes too? So wait a minute, just let's think about this for a moment. Leah accused Rachel of stealing her husband, which means she forgot that she was the one who snuck into Rachel's bed in the darkness of the night and stole Rachel's husband. Isn't it funny how twisted people can become very, very quickly? Now, on the other hand, Leah was legally the first wife, and therefore she had certain rights, and she was being denied these rights, as become apparent when we continue reading the story. Rachel answered, I will let, notice the word let, Jacob sleep with you tonight if you give me some of the mandrakes. Consider the word let and its implications. So, obviously now, Rachel is in control of Jacob's uh, schedule. And it seems that in her direction, Leah has been cut out of the schedule. So, uh, some people say, well, what, what's the big deal on these mandrakes? What, what's a mandrake all about? So, the mandrake is a member of the potato and tomato family. <laughs> And it's a plant that bears bluish flowers in winter and yellowish plum-sized fruit in summer. The fruit has a strong, pleasant fragrance and was thought to help barren women conceive. Uh, Some still use it as an aphrodisiac and call it the devil's apple. That's what it's called. So in their desperation, Leah and Rachel are believing in the mandrake myth And using it for some kind of negotiation here. So just as Jacob purchased the birthright for a pot of stew, Leah purchased the right to more children with some mandrakes. And the outcome is ironic because the mandrakes do nothing for Rachel, but they give Leah another son. Now, isn't that often the way things work out? We scheme and we connive and we come up in, and then things turn out the opposite of what we were working towards. Verse 16. So that evening, as Jacob was coming home from the fields, Leah went out to meet him. You must come and sleep with me tonight, she said, for I have paid for you. (laughs) 
with some mandrakes that my son found. So that night he slept with Leah. And God answered Leah's prayer. She became pregnant again and gave birth to a fifth son for Jacob. She named him Issachar, for she said, God has rewarded me for giving my servant to my husband as a wife. Then Leah became pregnant again and gave birth to a sixth son for Jacob, and she named him Zebulon. For she said, God has given me a good reward. Now my husband will treat me with respect. Not love, not attachment, but at least respect. For I have given him six sons. So the Bible is very clear here that these sons were not the result of the mandrakes. (laughs) That they were because of God, but... uh, These names are becoming increasingly um, used as weapons of war. Uh, The name Issachar means hire or wages. And so Leah here names her son in a manner to remind her sister of the wrong that was done to her by requiring her to hire her own husband. Issachar. Every time his name was used, Rachel must have gone... As though she had to remind her husband that he should honor her. Hmm. So uh, Leah became the hereditary mother of the kingly tribe of Judah and the priestly tribe of Levi. That means that she had some very special offspring like Moses, King David, and the Lord Jesus Christ. And so this goes to show us that God's work thrives regardless of humans' failures. Verse 21, later she gave birth to a daughter and named her Dinah. Imagine being the only daughter among all those older brothers. Her name means judgment or vindication, but we don't have a description of why that name was chosen here. But she is entered, it's not that she was necessarily the only daughter, But she is specifically mentioned here because she's going to be a character in a story that's going to be given to us uh, in one of the future chapters. So Rachel has been praying for a child year after year, probably day after day, probably many times in a day. Verse 22 says, then God remembered Rachel's plight and answered her prayers by enabling her to have children. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son. God has removed my disgrace, she said, and she named him Joseph. For she said, may the Lord add yet another son to my family. Now it says the Lord remembered Rachel. It doesn't mean he forgot Rachel. What it's talking about is that he specifically now comes to her aid. And the scripture again makes it clear that mandrakes have nothing to do with this pregnancy. It was God who answered her prayers. Remembered, listened, and opened are verbs that specifically underscore that this conception was a gift from God. You know, when I was younger, I was more stupid. I'm still stupid, but I'm less stupid than I was when I was younger. Um, And I used to look on little children as little accidents. Until my wife and I had two miscarriages before Crystal was born. And that experience was very sobering to me. And I realized that every little child is a miracle from God. And that's what the Bible tells us in Psalm 139. It's God who who gives us children. 
Here you find the words open the womb again as you did back at the beginning of our study in chapter 29, verse 31. And so it forms a literary inclusion. Joseph, the name, is a wordplay in Hebrew on two similar sounding verbs that end up meaning he adds as he removes. And so in using this pun for a name, Rachel is addressing both her present condition, God has removed my reproach, as well as her hope for the future, may God add to me another son. You know, human nature is a funny thing. You know, she'd been praying so long for a baby, and when she gets one, she wants more. She wants more. Her prayer, may the Lord add to me another son, was answered in the birth of Benjamin, but the delivery led to her death. That's in chapter 35. And it was Joseph here who God would use to save the family during that terrible time of a famine. That's what we're going to read about in the chapters that come. So this record of Jacob's children uh, is important for a number of reasons. It shows us the faithfulness of God in fulfilling his promise that the descendants were going to greatly multiply. It also gives the origin and circumstances regarding the births of the tribal heads of Israel and therefore the origins of the 12 tribes of Israel. And it also explains the rivalry between not only the sons, but also the tribes in the centuries to come. Now, remember that Jacob was raised in a family where dad loved one and mom loved the other. And he didn't learn from that. His partiality and the general mishandling of his family led to strife that affected his descendants for many centuries thereafter. Folks, it's important for us to consider carefully the implications of what we do, because oftentimes what we choose to do has impact on others for many generations yet to come. And it would seem that all of these sons, the heads of the tribes, were born and named for contention. And this envy and, and, and strife is, is a terrible thing to be raised in. Believers should not envy and there should not be strife, but rather trust God that God's going to bring things about the right way at the right time. Now, something else that we're reminded from this highly dysfunctional family is that you cannot improve on God's design. Remember, we learned that a number of times we were going through the first 11 chapters of Genesis. God's design for marriage is one man, one woman, one flesh, one lifetime. That's God's design for marriage, and it cannot be improved upon. Uh, in Genesis 2:24, we find these words, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife. Notice, not wives, singular, not plural. Hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. That's God's design for marriage. So, some of you might say, Pastor, this family is really messed up. Just wait, it gets worse. <laughs> In the chapters ahead. And some might say, well, man, this family is so messed up, God must have made a mistake. 
And the answer is that God never makes a mistake. God chose to save this family that was all messed up, just like he chooses to save people who are messed up, like Leighton and you. And that's important for us to understand, because there might be some among us who think God can't possibly love me because of how messed up I am and how messed up I've made my life. But the fact is that God can and God will if you come to him in humility. If you have any questions about your walk, your relationship with Christ, or coming to Christ for the first time, as Pastor Layton just mentioned, please get a hold of us. We would love to talk with you. The best way to reach out to us would be through our website, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. It's a great place to start to learn a bit more about us, questions about your own walk with Christ, how to begin a walk with Christ. Again, join us at highlands.us. Start your journey there. Well, throughout this week, we'll continue our look into the book of Genesis. We trust you'll join us as we continue this amazing journey. Until tomorrow, may God richly bless you as you study verse by verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.